We're going to focus on the uh, priestly blessings. The Torah reads, God tells Aaron, Dabed el Aaron, tell Aaron, the Elbanav, and his children, Lamar, to pass it on to all the generations. Koi suvarachu as bnei Yisrael, so shall you bless the Jewish people, Amor lehem, and you shall tell them the following. This is a mitzvah, a commandment that God has placed upon the Kohanim, the Kohanites, the children of Aaron, that they have an obligation to bless the people of Israel every single day. Every day they have a mitzvah to bless the Jewish people. In the time of the Beis Hamikdash, when the Beis Hamikdash, the holy temple stood, the Kohanim would make this blessing, the priestly blessing daily. Today in exile, there are communities in Israel and in the diaspora that do officially have the Kohanim bless the Jews every day. But in most Ashkenazic synagogues outside of Israel, this is done only on the major holidays. Shavuos, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Sukkis, Shemir Yatzeres, Torah, Pesach, on the major holidays. But the Chazan, who repeats the Amidah, recites the priestly blessing in the Amidah every day. And those who pray from the Siddur will find that we recite the priestly blessing on an average three times a day. Also, many fathers or even mothers will bless their children Friday evening before the Kiddush with the priestly blessing. So this is the most general blessing that is used anytime you want to bless someone, a child, a friend, this is the blessing that is chosen because in the blessing of the Yivarecha, you have all the needs, all the blessings that one requires and wants and can desire throughout their entire life. All of them are found within these three small verses of the Yivarecha. So today, let us elaborate a little bit on some of the words pertaining to the priestly blessing. We begin with verse number 22. Speak to Aaron. It doesn't say speak to the Kohanim. It doesn't say speak to the children of Aaron. But primarily God tells Moses speak to Aaron. So this alone is telling us that the priestly blessing is associated with Aaron. Why Aaron? It's true he was the first Kohen. But Aaron is also the letters Nira. If you rearrange the letters of Aaron, the word Aaron means to see. That the blessing of the Kohen is so pertinent and so powerful that we see it with our own very eyes. As I believe Yisroch Abadichev would say, that when you bless someone, it should be in a good way, but you're able to see it. It should be revealed, not only a potential blessing, not only a hidden blessing that we have to maybe look very deep and say, well, it was for the best. It should be a blessing that is so clear and so vivid that there's no question. It's revealed good. 
So this is the idea of Aroin. Aroin represents a revealed blessing. You, be, you should be able to see it with your very eyes. Furthermore, Aaron is also the condition. It tells us how the Kohanim have to bless. The Kohanim have to be lovers of the Jewish people. For the blessing to be effective, the one who gives the blessing has to love you. And that's why before the Kohanim make the blessing, they say the blessing, the bracha, and it ends with the word bi'ava. It should be done with love. Love is the most powerful blessing. And when it's done with love, it's much more potent and much more passionate. So this is true for every parent, every person who blesses another person. When you love that person and you care about the person, the blessing has a much deeper and much more powerful effect. Then it goes on to say, Koi suvarachu, like this you shall bless. What is koi like this? So the Medrash tells us that koi teaches us that in the merit of Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov did we acquire this priestly blessing. For the word koi, like this, is found by Avram. As the Torah says, koi years aracha, God says, so, so like this shall be your children. We find the word koi by Yitzchak. As it says, Aniv anar nelchat koi, pertaining to the Akedah, the binding of Yitzchak. Avram says, I and the lad, you will go at Koi, till, till this location, until here. And furthermore, we find, pertaining to Yaakov, the terminology, Koi Sremar, so shall you tell. Koi Sremar, Leves Yaakov, the house of Jacob, which actually implies the women. So we see again by the word Yaakov, the terminology koi. So this word koi like this, which means in the merit of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, God has bestowed this gift to the Jewish people, which are the gift of the priestly blessings. Furthermore, koi equals 25. Chaf is 20, he is 5, implying the first day of creation. The first day of creation was the 25th day of the month of Elul. Rosh Hashanah, the first day of the year is the sixth day of creation when God created man. But the first day of creation was Koi, the 25th of Elul. What happened on the first day of creation? Who remembers? God created light, or a light that was so intense, so powerful, that you had the power to see from one side of the world to the other. And God said, this light is too great. I'm going to hide it and put it in my Torah and give it to the tzaddikim to see to be able to see from one side of the world to the other. But the average person, if they have this light, they're going to know where you hide your money, where you put your, where you put your private things, you're going to know all the secrets. And therefore, I cannot allow the world to use this light. This is the light of the priestly blessing. With this light do we bless the children of Israel. So this is the koi. Furthermore, koi suvarachu, like this, shall you bless. The word suvarachu says that Amaz, a famous Kabbalist, that if you rearrange the letters of suvarachu, it's bikisroi, with, with his crown, implying again that the level of intensity of this bracha comes from the crown of God, from the highest levels, and it goes down to the lowest levels. 
And therefore, it's Svarachu. Furthermore, similarly, this idea is once again repeated at the very end of the bracha, verse number 27. It says over there, Vesamuashimi Abne Yisrael Vani Avarechim. Let them place my name upon the children of Israel and I shall bless them. What does that mean? I, the word Ani, which is God, are the same letters as Ayin, which is the ultimate and absolute nothingness, implying the level of God beyond time and space, beyond creation. This is the level and the power of the priestly blessing. And who will I bless? There are two ways of understanding this. Number one is, God says, you think the Kohanim are blessing you? No. I am really the one that is blessing you. The Kohanim, they are the channel. I use them to bestow my blessing upon you. But don't think it's the Kohanim, because you may see that Kohen, ah, he's nothing. That guy, ah, he's a shoemaker. The other guy, ah, he's a baker. Ah, the other guy... He's a painter. Why does he know about blessings? It doesn't matter. They are my channel. They are the Kohanim. Vani Avorechim says, God, I am the one that will bestow blessing upon you. Another interpretation, Vani Avorechim, is I will bless the Kohanim. Because the Kohanim have to come to shul early in the morning. They got to get up. They got to prepare themselves. They got to go to the mikveh. They have to wash their hands. They have to be pure. And they have to be in a state of mind. And they're tired. They worked hard the whole week. Why should I run to the shul to bless the Jewish people? I'll sleep. God says, you go to the shul and you bless the Jewish people. And by you blessing the Jewish people, va'ani, I will bless you. So they get a personal blessing from God by the fact that they bless the Jewish people. And the same is true in life. When you give another person a blessing and it comes from your place of love, the place of Aaron, a very deep place of love, and you care about the other person, God says, you bless them, I will bless you. So this is the introduction to the priestly blessing. <coughs> Furthermore, the priestly blessing has within it two qualities. It has the power of a blessing and a prayer. A prayer means it creates a new reality. Something that did not exist before. He may be the will of God that even though I don't deserve to have a baby, I should have a baby. Maybe the will of God, even though I don't deserve to live till 180, I should live to 180. Maybe the will of God, if even though I don't deserve to have a million, the billion dollars, I should get it anyway. That's called a prayer. Even though it's not in the cards, it's not in the stars, it was not part of my destiny, I have the power to change destiny. That's prayer. Number two is, bracha, blessing means to draw down. That is a definition of a bracha. To bring something down from potential to reality. Which explains another thing. On one hand, we see at Rosh Hashanah, the first day of the year, we go to shul, we pray, right? Some people only go to shul one day of the year. Because that's the day you get all the blessings for the whole year. Why do I have to go to shul every day if I already got my blessings locked in for the whole year? Yet, on the other hand, the Gemara says, a person is judged every single day. Hey, I didn't know that. I want my money back. I bought tickets for the high holidays. I thought I go once a year, I get all my blessings. 
All of a sudden, the fine print, the Gemara says, no. A person is blessed every day. He's judged every day. So hold on. What's going on over here? Is it Rosh Hashanah or is it every day? And the general answer is, Rosh Hashanah, God gives you the blessing for the whole year. He gives you the billion dollars for the year. He puts it into your bank account. Okay, it's there. Now each day, you have a certain quota, a certain stipend, how much you can access. And each day you got to go back to the bank and you have to access that blessing for the day. So each day you're being judged. Today do you deserve it or not? I gave you the general amount, but every day you have to go to the bank and you have to access it. So this is the idea of bracha. Bracha means that if it's dear already in the bank, let it come out, let it come down. Now, spiritually, there are many worlds, many, many worlds. We talk about four general worlds, Bria, Yitzira, Asiya, and then higher than that is Atzilus. But really, Alamah is a misper. There are no limit to how many worlds there are. There are millions of worlds. So when the bracha comes down from this high place, from this crown of God, it has to go through many tolls and many, many locations. It has to stop at each location. You got to pay your toll. And you have to explain to the guard why you have to go to the next city, to the next world. So there are many opportunities for the bracha to stop and to be held back. The power of the priestly blessing is, boom, it goes straight down. You don't have to stop. You go straight to your destination. So this is the power of the priestly blessing Ad Meheda Yadis Devore is very quickly. And that is why we find when it came to the argument of Korach against Moses and Aaron, and God told Moses to take the staff from all the tribes and put into the Holy of Holies, it says that overnight the staff of Aaron produced almonds. Overnight it blossomed and it produced almonds. Why almonds? It says almonds are the fastest growing fruit. 21 days. So therefore, this was a hint that the blessing of the Kohanim, the blessings of the priest are very swift, are very fast. So now we know what we're dealing with here. This is a very powerful bracha. So now we continue with verse number 24. Yivrecha Hashem v'yishmerecha. What do we say? We say, may Hashem bless you and safeguard you. What does that mean? Says Rashi, the classic commentator on the Torah, that I can give you a blessing. I can give you money. A million dollars. Here, take it. Now, you can take that money and God forbid, you put it under your mattress, you stuff it into your mattress and you go to work and you come back from work and the money's gone. It's stolen. So I can give it to you, but I can't protect you once you have that money. Or you could take that money and go to Atlantic City and in one night lose all the money. So there's two things. There's there's the blessing and the protection. God does both. He gives you the money. He gives you the blessing. And he also makes sure it's protected that you don't lose the money. That's the first blessing. Now, 
So Evan Ezra says, he takes it a step further, and he says, it's not only that your money should be blessed, your field should be blessed, but he says, it's toisfeis chayim v'oyshir, which means additional. The blessing is that the average person, let's say, lives to 80 years. The blessing is you should live till 120. Or the average person makes $500,000 a year. The, the, the bracha, the bracha of the Kohanim is you should make $5 million a year. It's toisvis. It's additional blessing. That's the priestly blessing. On a practical level, on a personal level, this means that there are two ways to serve God. There's the way to serve God, which is called Aveda based on Tamadas. Logical. We do what we have to do. We pray every day. We say Torah every day. We give charity every day. But we do. Now, how much do I have to do? You know, Rabbi, tell me, tell me the minimal. Like, like tell me what to get to get to get over the threshold. Just you know, just to do the right thing. I'm not looking to do a lot, but the minimal. So the minimal, you get the minimal blessing. But if a person goes beyond logic, beyond the obligation, then you get the blessings also beyond obligations. So there are two aspects. Rashi talks about the requirements. The Ebenezer Ezra says, but if a Jew, a person, goes beyond his obligation, then the blessings are also beyond God's limitations. The Medrash tells us, to bless. What does that mean? Bibanim with children. The blessing is a blessing for children. To have children, and children that grow up to follow the ways of Torah and mitzvahs. This is Fishmerecha. You could send your child to Yeshiva and give your child the best education. You have the blessing. But after the kid leaves school, they forget about the Yeshiva. Forget about you throw off the yarmulke, you throw off the shaitel, you throw off the tzitzis, boom, cut off the beard, it's gone. All that money, tuition, Yeshiva, learning. And on a more everyday practical level, you teach your kid ethics, values to be a mensch. And then they go off the beaten path. So the bracha of the kayanim is, Hashem, thank you for the child, thank you for a healthy child, thank you for a godly child. Vishmerecha, God, protect the child. That these beautiful ideas and teachings that were inculcated into his mind and his heart of my son and my daughter and my children, my grandchildren, protect them that they should continue throughout their life to follow and go in these ways. So this is the first part of the bracha. Then we move on to the second part of the bracha. May Hashem illuminate His countenance for you and be gracious to you. What does that mean? It says Rashi that God should show you a smiley face. That the blessing should be done in a happy way. You should feel God's grace and love towards you. On a more Kabbalistic level, this represents the 13 attributes of mercy. And that is done face to face. As it says, Chachmas Adam Torah that when man has wisdom, a person has wisdom, the face is shining. This alludes to the study of Torah. When a person studies the Torah, the person becomes a vessel for God's blessing. For the blessing of Yod Hashem Ponevilecha. That is why we find in this verse 
the second verse of the Kohanic blessing, 20 letters. Yod Hashem, if you count it up. 20 letters, 20 represents the level in Kabbalah of Moichin the Abba, which is intellect of father. So through intellect of father, which is the concept of the study of Torah, this brings about a person to have light coming from their face. And similarly, this causes a reaction in heaven that God blesses you with the light of God's face. Then we have vichuneka, grace. What does that mean? So, the word vichuneka has three interpretations. Number one is grace. Number two is matnaschina, which means a gift. A free gift. Something I didn't earn. Something I didn't buy. Something I did not deserve. But it's God's grace. He's giving you a free gift. Furthermore, vichuneka is vayichan. Like we say, the Jewish people came to the mountain, Mount Sinai. We all came together with one heart, one personality. So Vayichan means that the blessing dwells. As we said earlier, sometimes it gets blocked at the crossroads, at the tolls. It doesn't go through. But now we say the blessing should be Vayichan, it should rest, come down to the physical world, to the lowest levels, that I should see it with my very eyes. And then you have the third blessing, Yisa Hashem. Yisa, what does that mean? May Hashem lift His countenance to you and establish peace for you. What does that mean? Yisa Hashem. Rashi says, Yisra Hashem means Yichboish Kasai, that God should overcome his anger. If he's upset with you about something, he should forgive you. That's Yisra Hashem. Now, the Gemara has an interesting question. The Gemara in Brachis, page 20, side 2, says, Dorash Rabavida. Rabavida says, Amnu Malche Baruch. The angels in heaven. Complain to God, right? The angels like to make complaints. They're the complaint department. They go before God and they say, God, hold on. You're blessing the Jews? You say to them, that you're going to forgive them, you're going to turn your face towards them, even though they upset you. But didn't you say in your Torah already, God does not turn away his face. He doesn't forgive. He doesn't take bribery. You can't change his mind. If he's angry, God is not a man. He's not easy to change and manipulate. And all of a sudden now, in the priestly blessing, you say, Yisra Hashem. So God answers the angels. He says, what are you talking about? Says in the Torah, you will eat and you'll be satisfied, and then you'll bless me. That's a that's a bracha, which we call It's a mitzvah that we have. After we eat, we have to thank God, right? Says in the Torah, and that's the wording of the actual grace after meals. Says God. Let me ask you a question, angels. When the Jewish people eat, are they always satisfied? Are they always full? Do they say at the end of the meal, well, I'm not so full. And God said, I only have to thank him if I'm full. 
My stomach didn't gain 30 pounds this meal. I'm not very full, I'm only half full, so maybe I don't have to bench. I don't have to do the grace after meals. Yet, Yet, my people, says God to the angels, my people, even if they eat a kezayis, an ounce of food, they thank me for it. Aha! Because they are not so medagdik, because they're not so meticulous to make sure that they have to be very full to bless me, and they bless me anyway, I too, I'm not so medactic upon them. I'm not so careful about them either. If they make a mistake, I'm happy to forgive them. Mm-hmm. We see the importance here of the grace after meals. You think you're simply thanking God for the food you ate. But because of the fact that you thank God for the food you ate, God forgives you for all your sins. Mm-hmm. That is the bracha of Yisra Hashem, Panav Elecha. And then we have the ultimate blessing, the blessing of peace. Peace is the vessel for all of God's blessing. What does that mean? Why is peace the vessel for God's blessing? It's very simple. What is God's blessing? God's blessing is infinite. So I have a question to ask you. How can we finite people who are the size of this get God's blessing, which is the size like this. God is infinite, and we expect to have God's infinite blessing in this little cup, in this little cup over here. How is it possible? So the answer is, the only way we can do that is peace. Why? What is peace? Peace is two people, they're not getting along. They're two opposites. Yet, you break your midah, you break your attributes, you break your nature, and you say, you know what? I'm going to unite with that person. And the other person says, you know what? I'm going to also become that person's friend. You're going to change your nature. So what's happening? Two opposites are coming together. If two opposites come together, that's the vessel for God's blessing. So God says, hold on. If you can bring two opposites together, I can bring two opposites together. I can take my infinity and put it into your affinity. So that's why the vessel for God's blessing is peace. We have to change our nature, break your nature. By breaking your nature, God breaks His nature and gives you infinity with infinity. That's the idea of shalom bayis, peace in the house. You don't say shalom bayis between brother and sister. It's a natural love. Shalom bayis, husband and wife, two opposites, male and female, two different worlds. Two different homes, two different backgrounds. They come together under one roof. You have to live together. Yes, there's love, there's passion, but there are times that get out of here. That's where Shalom Bayis comes in. No. Break yourself. Work on yourself. Bring, bring the family together. And when you have that Shalom Bayis, that's where God's blessing is. Right there, at that moment of peace. That's where you will find God. So this is the priestly blessing that we are given in the Torah, the gift that God gave us through the Kohanim. And in truth, you don't have to be a Kohen to give the blessing. Any father, any mother, any law-abiding citizen, any person 
who believes in God and wants to bless another person can save this blessing with love and fill that channel, you will have the power to bring God's grace to another person. And by doing so, God says, I will bless you. To recap, there are three different blessings. They all begin with the letter Yud. Yivarechacha, Ya'ir, and Yisa. All these three verses. Why do we divide into three different blessings? Three different passages. There are various interpretations to this. Number one, you have the Sifzechachamim on the Torah says it alludes to three different sacrifices. The Chatas, the Oila, the Shlomim. Another approach is based on the Pardis Rimonim, the Kabbalist, that we have three dots in the Nukudos, in the, in the vowels. The Chira goes on the bottom, the Shura goes on the side, and the Cholom goes on top. It alludes to these three dots, because the dot, which is a Nukuda, is the same as the letter Yud. So the letter Yud could be translated not only as a letter, but also as a Nukuda, as a vowel. So the fact that these three passages start with the letter Yud, it's really saying, we're talking about the three vowels, the Chiruk, the Malupam, and the Cholam, implying that the blessings impact three different levels of people. Not only does it impact the tzaddik, the one who's righteous and godly, and etc., etc. Not only does it also impact those who are mediocre, you know, pretty good people, average, but even those who are not so average, below average, below the baseline, goes under the letters, the chirik, even that person is impacted by these brachas. In the Chassidus, we find that the Jewish people are called by three different terminologies. Biti, my daughter, Achoisi, my sister, Imi, my mother. All these three levels are affected by these three brachas. Furthermore, these three blessings could also imply that they are activated through tefillah, Torah, and mitzvot. So the first one, Yivarechacha, how do you have God's blessing? To have children, to have money, this is through prayer. How do you have Yod Hashem, that God will give you light and grace? This is through the study of Torah. Yisa, that God forgives you. This is through mitzvahs, through charity, through going beyond the letter of the law. Giving more than 20% of your earnings to charity. Through this Yisa, God will also turn his countenance towards you. So this is the power of the priestly blessing. There was a Jew, a Koyin, that came to the Rebbe once for dollars. He was very sick. He wanted the Rebbe's bracha for healing. And the Rebbe said, you are a Kohen. Yes? He says, yes, I'm a Kohen. Well, if that is the case, the holiday is coming up this week. You should go to the synagogue and bless the people in the synagogue. But the Rebbe, I can't walk. I can't get to the synagogue. The Rebbe says, you get to the synagogue, you walk there, and you bless the people. You know why? Because when the Kohen blesses the people, he blesses them with healing. And when you bless them with healing, God is going to bless you with healing. So you make sure you get to the synagogue, this Yom Tif, 
and you get those blessings. So to wish everybody a happy Shavuos, and God should bless each and every one of you with long years and healthy years, lying yodin, gesund yodin, and as we say, the famous salutation for the holiday of Shavuos, Kabbalas HaToyrah B'Simcha B'Primius, to receive the Torah with the joy, and to internalize it. When you learn Torah with joy, and you do the mitzvah with the joy, this is the way we expand the vessels. Simcha Poyetz Geder, Simcha breaks through all boundaries. We have now a wider vessel. And then the Torah goes inside of us. Not only on a superficial level, but it impacts our entire life. We become saturated with the Torah, and therefore our life becomes more meaningful and more purposeful and more productive. And the ultimate blessing, Shalom, the blessing of peace, peace in your home, peace in your life, tranquility in everything that you do, and the ultimate peace, the coming of Mashiach, when the entire world will be at peace, all the animals will be at peace, all the nations will be at peace, and the entire world will be at peace. The Kami of Mashiach, from Heda, Amen.